Welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, where we create a film for you based on a random prompt from the internet. I am joined by three Hollywood illuminaries. Just creme de la creme. Illuminaries, not yeah. luminaries? Illuminaries. Yeah. I don't know what an illuminary is, but I'm very proud to be one. We're very good at taking darkness and making it bright. Yeah. yeah. We're like human lightning bucks, or uh, what, what What do people call it in other parts of the country? Flies. Really big fans of yeah. Illumination Animation Group. So... Fan is a strong word. Yeah. <laughs> we get added to these Facebook groups and you know how it happens. Just. So our writer today, Laura Canada, who was the fishbowl polisher on Spider-Man Far From Home. We have our director, Jacob Gulliver, who did vanish during while he was working on The Last Jedi. But fortunately, no one has ever really gone. So he came back. And our producer, Kyle Decker, who was actually fired from working on Avengers Endgame by leaking the ending that Steve Rogers. Hulk. Ruby Tuesday. Beta Ray Bill, uh, Hammer. So, uh... The best part is they forgot to have me sign an NDA, and I was on set for, like, two days, and then they fired... They could only fire me and not sue me, so I'm in good shape. I may have to, like, put a sacrifice on the altar of (laughs) Kevin Feige later, but we'll see. So, the theme of the story is epic action. The main character is a cynical lawman and ambitious healer. The major event of the story is growth. Okay, so this is set... In the 1800s in the Wild West, and there's a sheriff of the town, and he has seen everything, and I mean everything, and he just kind of jaded life, you know, there's no good people out there, none of that. And his name is Bob Jones. We'll go with that. And Bob Jones, Lawman Jones, into his, his town, the town that he is sheriff of, comes this healer, medicine person, you know, Back then, medicine was in the Wild West was kind of a science, but this person claims to heal everything with her patent cure-all. Her name is Dr. Jane Winston. You can change names later. I'm bad at names, but I have this story. And she comes into the town claiming to be able to cure what ails you. And everybody in the town is excited about this, and they team up to go out and greet her, except for the lawman, and he's just like, why are you in my town? You're a sham. And she has to help this lawman heal his cynicism, is what she has to do. And by the end of the story, they fall in love. I know that's not technically part of it, but they fall in love over because she heals his cynicism and she sacrifices her life. And yeah, that's what I've got so far. Do you have a title for this? This is going to be called High Stakes. Okay, so uh, Jacob, around sunset, a man on a single horse rides into town, goes up to your apartment, goes up to the second floor, and just swings open your swing door, which you have for some reason. Evening, stranger. And hands you the script for high stakes. So how are you going to make this from text into an actual film? Right, yeah. Um, First revision note, change those names because they suck. Beyond that, I really want to make this a story about how much effect bad behavior kind of 
trickles down through the next generation. So this this is going to be set in a town in Montana where there has been you know longstanding conflicts between the settlers, the the folks who have moved in, and the the native population of Sioux who were originally there. And the the white folks have indeed triumphed. The settlers have triumphed in that conflict, but there were a lot of casualties on both sides. The children of those casualties who are now uh, involved in the world and the rest are either, you know, retired or are, you know, were killed off. Only a few left around. So I want most of the cast to be younger and I want this kind of like the the racism and like the conflict is like ingrained in them. But the story will be about them trying to, to move past that and how they get to that point. I would like our female lead, the medicine woman, to be uh, Amber Midthunder. I think she would be great in this. Mostly done TV stuff, but I think she would do a, a good job with that kind of a role. And then I was I was thinking our our sheriff character, our lawman character, should be Paul Dano. He's a little bit awkward, and I think he sells the like kind of authority that doesn't have much weight to it pretty well. So we could kind of you know lean into explaining that away as this is what I've been taught, but I don't really understand it. I don't really understand what it means. And then, I mean, we can use, you know, mostly, you know, great character actors as the people in the town. We should definitely get in, you know, a few older folks in the town that we can use to kind of lean on the the aspects of racism. Maybe we can get like a, if we have the budget, maybe we can have like a a Jeff Bridges or like a William Hurts or, you know, somebody in that category who can be a barkeep or, you know, town doctor, barber surgeon, you know, whatever we can come across. And that's, that's kind of what I'd like to do. I definitely want to keep the style fairly simple. Lots of, you know, beautiful wide establishing shots in whatever location we get to kind of showcase that. And then we'll get nice and tight with those close-ups so we don't have to go wild with a whole ton of other stuff. Okay, so that same horseman comes to you, Kyle. Um, he's become wiser after his troubles and tribulations and just shows you all the daily. So um, how are you going to make this make money? Well, I don't, in its current form, I think we got a big old pile of, well, horse shit. Let's be frank here. Like, if we put this in theaters, the tumbleweeds will be in the seats, not anywhere in. You know, these boring-ass, slow-ass, romantic westerns, only baby boomers watch that crap, and they're dying. And they can't even figure out how to log into Netflix, so they ain't going to watch it. So uh, we need to make this more modern. We need to type in. And, and our writer handed us a gift with the title of the film. We've got ourselves, we're going to make ourselves the first ever Wild West stoner comedy. So I want I want our Jane Winston. She's a snake oil salesman, but, but she's really selling weed in various forms and everything. But it's like, you know, like it's edibles and stuff. And so I want her to get in the whole town high and hijinks happen from that. You know, they they maybe accidentally caused the dam they built in the river to to flood a, a farm through. You got to figure out you're the writer director. I, I want stoner hijinks. And I came up with better names. Because we, we want good Western names. So, uh, Bob Jones, really? Do you not know a dang thing about search engine optimization? That's not even Googleable. You type in Bob Jones, you get some dude running for city council in Mobile, Alabama, or some nonsense. So, we're going to call him Norman Dust Devil Shaw. And, and Jane Winston is going to be Irene Bad Eye Miles. We're going to give her an eye patch because I think that'll be funny in a stoner comedy. But she can switch it from eye to eye because she just wears one her eyes not bad 
I, I definitely, if we're doing a stoner comedy, we got to put Seth Rogen in there somewhere. He doesn't have to be either one of these characters, but he has to be a fairly significant character. Uh, oh, and if you find a role for Jack Black as well, I'll give you a, a $55 million budget. No Jack Black, you're at $25 million. So I got Make Me a Stoner Comedy. Keep the name, the title, High Stakes. You know, I was going to go with High Noon, but someone told me that's already a movie title. I was not aware of that. You know, I consider myself a cinephile. I would have heard of it by now. But anyway, yeah, give me that stoner comedy. You can keep most of the plot. Just add me some yucks. I need some stoner comedy yucks in there. I mean, that should work fine because your premise was such a yuckable topic. And I, oh, I don't want to don't do drugs kids message because, you know, marijuana is going to be legal soon. So I want this to be like an early proto. Maybe we can show white people use marijuana wrong and maybe we can have, you know, other people show them how to use it more responsibly, but that, that's up to you. So, Laura, your script has been completely rewritten, but uh, you've gotten some new direction from your producer and the directors. Now, with that in mind, what are you going to do with this story? Well... You know, I liked my script, and I can't go back to scrubbing fishbowls my whole life, so I gotta make some money off this. So let's see what I can do. So we've got Irene and Dustin, was it? Norman Dust Devil Shaw. It's the Wild West, they gotta have them nicknames. Yep, okay. So, same thing, she comes into town selling her cure-all, and he notices he's the only one that doesn't want to try this cure-all because it's just baloney, horseshit, whatever, and one by one the town gets happier and happier because of this since we're not doing the the no drugs message to kids we'll do the opposite do drugs message so we'll have like old crotchety people that get off my lawn kids and now they're like hey i'm having a barbecue everybody can come because the medicine is is working so each member in the the little characters in the town the character actors that we get jack black and seth rogan can each be a different character actor if we decide to add them in if the director says that's fine they start out from like sour-faced baker to now this person is learning how to bake the same edibles that she's selling and you know you've got the town doctor who lost his wife and can't bear to go on and now he has the medicine and now he's flirting with people but it's really bad cheesy flirting because he thinks he's so smooth because he's so high he thinks he knows what he's talking about but he's not really and anyway this goes one by one and to tell this sheriff gets angrier and angrier because it's ruining his town he liked it the way it was then at the very end of the movie, they're out on a picnic because for some reason they're on a picnic. And I'll figure that out later. And he accidentally eats the wrong bread. He eats the bread with the pot in it. And he gets so high and he will have like a whole psychedelic scene. He's seeing stars and his heart. It's kind of like the Grinch story where the heart opens, gets gross, baby sizes too big. But this time it's falls in love, not just with her, but with weed. And then they rename the town Weedville. Huh. Okay, so uh, Jacob, again, you're uh, thoughtful about the next generation film. has uh, been altered slightly. I mean, he did say as long as you can add some yuck, so maybe you can take your old premise and turn it into a stoner comedy, or maybe not. So what are you going to do to make this into a movie? So here's the thing. I'm, I'm happy to do what the studio wants, but there's a part of that that's still staying in the movie. So... Instead of framing it like these kids are, are figuring out, you know, how to fix the errors of the previous generation, I'm going to frame it like like modern kids where they, they treat their parents like, you know, they're, they're morons, just like, what are they thinking? Fucking idiots, whatever. You know, more irreverent attitude that you get in these sort of stoner comedies. So the, the kind of jokes and the sort of, like, things we'll get into is, like, we'll, we'll hint that there was, like, some atrocities and shit that happened, but it will all be, like... 
referenced in um, an irreverent and like goofy way. Overall, I, I kind of like the that conflict between them, but I think they should have something to try and solve. I think the the Jack Jack Black, if we can get him, that'd be great. I would love to see him as like the barber surgeon who is like afraid that you know this miracle drug coming into town is going to take away from his business somehow. So we could, if we could frame him as like a cartoon, you know, villain come to life. Ooh, with a yeah, mustache. with a big mustache, exactly. That would be very funny. Uh, I also got Doug Benson to come. He's going to be the the town drunk, so he's going to be in a lot of scenes and like falling down in the road and like hanging out in the bar and stuff. And that'll be like a, a good, you know, wink at the audience for like, yes, we know what we're doing with this. In terms of like the story, I think. I think we need our turn earlier with the the heart growing several sizes metaphor that you mentioned before. And then they should band together to get Jet Black to leave them alone. And I think he should, like, die in a comedy way since we're kind of leaning into the the physical aspects of the the comedy with the, the other storytelling you're doing there. So I'll make it more like slapstick, like maybe she's escaping him for a while and then they end up you know, having this food together. And then Jack Black is like, well, I'm going to take over the town. I'm going to supersede the authority of the sheriff and is kind of a, a coward, but has this moment will, will kind of be that turning point, I guess. All right. So Kyle, it's the last chance before high stakes goes out yeah. the door. Yeah. So, so I guess some new developments, the medical marijuana lobby has uh, gotten behind us and wants to help with this film they think it could really be good for the positive image for like the one thing no one will be smoking marijuana in this this is not this is another forms it's all gonna be edibles and oils and applications so i have a short scene where uh and jack black is is gonna be our analog for big pharma like like his character like he can totally play a cartoony snidely whiplash because you know what better way to show how ridiculous big farmer is than turn them into a cartoon villain and we're gonna show like old grandma whose knee swells up every time a blizzard rolls in and stuff that the medicine's gonna help her and everything and the big thing is is jack black's gonna steal all the medicine and try and abscond with it and everything and he's gonna put it on the train tracks get run over by the train and everything and he's also to make sure he's gonna put a bunch of dynamite underneath it as well he's gonna blow up the train and the the cbd stuff and everything and the town stops him what they do there'll be an elaborate we'll make sure there's elaborate like the whole town bands together from the little rap scallion street urchins to grandma who's uh, glaucoma is better and all that whole nine yards and they'll work an elaborate uh, thing and while Jack Black his, he finds this this is the, the funny part of the movie this is our piece de resistance comedy moment is the best viewing part of the train the explosives is from a nearby outhouse through the uh, the moon window cut through and Jack Black's character is hiding in there and the rest of the town though will do a ocean 11-esque like kind of showing behind the scenes as they're stealing like jack black thinks he's doing this thing but really they're passing it off so that everything on the train track is a placebo you know like there's a wagon there and jack black thinks it has but really all the dynamite that he put it is underneath the outhouse yeah and right as the train is about to hit it they pull the wagon out of the way and they pull up a banner to jack black going look behind you and right them and it will cut to the dynamite going off and it'll blow up and it'll launch the outhouse into the sky like a big poop rocket with jack black you know we'll have a focus of, of his face going oh 
through the, the window and everything, and then it'll explode like Team Rocket in the sky, but with a little fart sound because it's an with a it's a it's an outhouse. It'll go ah, and it'll be hilarious because it'll be Jack Plagg. We'll have him add lib some like poop jokes and stuff while he's in a flaming poop rocket. And yeah, that's our. I'm so proud of this film. Like this is the first marijuana positive Western comedy with poop jokes ever made. And yeah, this is gonna be Harold and Kumar for Gen Z. I can feel it. All right, so I'm going to put this into the movie machine, which sounds like horse galloping, but like someone doing the coconut thing for horse gallops or real horse galloping. I don't know. You know, just make it very meta, you know, where's the sound effect of someone making a sound effect. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so strangely, your intention to originally you were going to make a Western, but you didn't want to because you didn't want to appeal to just the baby boomers who would see it. So somehow that still holds where a lot of baby boomers think it's just a Western and go see the film. And they have then an odd response to it. Like, they see it as a comedy, but, you know, like, some are confused. Because of all the euphemisms you used, because you used 500 different words for cannabis, and a lot of them, they just didn't know those ones. So they didn't know that it was actual, like, marijuana. It was like, man, that fictitious herb sounds interesting. I'm I'm a baby boomer. It's our talk. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, so... And it's obviously against Big Pharma, so I'm all for that. I might try this alternative medicine. So, yeah, you see a lot of... Like, a lot of baby who are excited about seeing a Western again. And then, you know, like, Gen Z people you made the film for, like, don't actually see it. Because they're like, oh, it's a Western, whatever. So it's like you this weird opposite world thing where you got the audience least likely to see it to see it. And this kind of starts a new genre of stoner comedies put in genres that you wouldn't expect to have stoner comedies in. So, you know, uh, you've got... You know, the, the sad period piece stoner mm-hmm. comedy. Right, exactly. It's the uh, samurai stoner comedy. I have the very inaccurate to real life biopic of stoner course. comedy. The gritty World War II war film stoner right. comedy. So you've got that the, going the, for The you. disabled person overcoming life through, through a caring caretaker right. stoner comedy. When that one comes, actually when that comes out, the Oscars are really confused about it. Like, because they want to give it all the rewards for that sappy ableist shit, but they're not sure right right exactly yeah i'm gonna get confused the shit out of them makes me so happy so um so that's gonna be about eight years down the line in the meantime you are able to make your money back just from reputation because so many people who see it and write about are just like i'm confused about this new western i have this voice now i guess um (laughs) that being said you do have two minutes each if you want to go back and change anything so we're gonna start with our writer laura I think I'm going to keep the script pretty much the same, especially since we're doing such good works. What I am going to do, though, is retroactively buy stock in medical cannabis. I don't even know if that's a thing, but I'm going to make it a thing and then do it so that when the sales go up after this film, I'm going to be raking in even more money. Oh, because baby sa- boomers are the only ones that still have money. Oh, so, yeah. oh the yeah. sales don't go up because they don't realize that it's an actual thing. Oh, okay. I, I got you, fam. That investment's safe. I got you. So, yeah, I'll make some sort of investment, and then I will just tell all the people I know to try this medicine. Like, I might become the new medicine woman. That's, that's my new plan, to make even more money, is to start selling this medicine and say it's from this film. Get your patented high-stakes medicine here. All right. So, uh, Jacob, you got anything? 
You know, in the grand scheme of things, things worked out. I think our biggest mistake was leaving the name of the town Weedville. And I think <laughs> the fact that Baby Boomers missed that somehow, that one's on them. So I think we should change that. I was I was thinking of calling it something like Green Gulch or something like I that. I was thinking Dankston because it's Dankstown. I really want to get Gulch in there because that's yeah. like really Western. Yeah, sure. Um, Cush Gulch. Yeah. How about, how about Cushman's Gulch? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, and the sheriff can be Sheriff Cushman, the son of the previous uh, yeah sheriff, and then of the St. Louis Cushmans. Right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy with that. I think after the, the credits, we should uh, tease a potential sequel as well, because why not at this point? And I think if we can manage, get like James Franco or another famous stoner. Oh, I got you. I, got, Sarah an, or I, I got an idea. Cool. I, it's pure gold. All right. Well, on that sound, let's cure this. Pure All right. I, so, so honestly, what we got here is we got we got a prime and ready market with the baby boomers here. So we're going to work with medical marijuana company, and they're going to do a full ad blast in AARP magazines and a traditional postal mail because baby boomers still susceptible to that shit. You know, it's going to be Cushman's Gulch joint cream and Cushman's Gulch. You know, like we'll have a whole line of this stuff for the different ailment. You know, don't and, forget about chain emails. And yeah, pop-ups on AOL.com. Yes, I forgot. Yeah, and oh, and we'll buy we'll buy ads on Fox News as well. We'll buy up all the spots that that my pillow oh, asswipe has. We'll buy up most of his spots, and and we'll advertise in Fox News for the baby boomers as well. And and the mid-credit scene to tease the sequel, we're gonna introduce the new sheriff, a black sheriff, Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah, we're going to tease he's going to be the new sheriff in town because Sheriff Cushman's going to retire. And that's how the movie's going to end. And then there's like, we'll have that post credit scene where we'll have the close up of a couple of, you know, blinged out, spurred boots, you know, will go up. And you'll hear a voice go, Oh, you must be the new sheriff. And it'll go up to Snoop Dogg and he'll go, Ain't that right? Giggity or whatever he says. Bomb diggity. I don't know. I'm, I'll let I'll let Snoop Dogg say what he's gonna say, and then we'll tease it and we'll we'll turn it like I said. It'll be it'll be the sequel. We'll start Snoop Dogg as a black sheriff because I don't think there's ever been a farcical Western comedy about a black sheriff done before either. I'm a cinephile. I know these things. Definitely never <laughs> ever been done before. Nope. Wink. Yeah, and it will, like I said, but we're gonna lean into it. You know, like we, we don't want to promote smoking marijuana at all this is like a new brand this is a cbd edibles comedy and, and we're gonna hit hit that baby boomer marketing hardcore because as mentioned they're the only ones with money still all right so i'm gonna reinsert this uh so the only thing that changes so sometimes when as you know when a film does something that's caught on like everyone's gonna do it now so you're the first one to successfully tie in medicine slash drugs with your film so now like everyone else is on that so now all of the marvel movies you know all the space ones are they come out with like space goo you know and just like stick it on your eyes you know what i mean and like you know just like all really i can't wait to watch the viagra movie right exactly and you know it's well i mean the thing is they're always just drugs that already exist but they just tie it in some other way so disney becomes even more powerful as they enter pharmaceuticals 
and you know just tie that in i thought pcp the musical was a bold choice but um well no they call it a uh, pixie dust that's the only reason they rebooted peter pan was just so they could sell that can i just clarify does hollywood get the idea that pcp is okay from this well thing is they they figure that they can <laughs> i mean the lessons always learned hollywood always yeah. learns the wrong it's lessons like... from a successful movie <laughs> right it's like you could see where like CBD is useful in a medical sense, but I highly doubt there's any any high high ranking pharma people or baby boomer who's like, hmm, PCP, this will treat my cancer. Well, no, well that's no, why well, I said it was a bit much. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, well, the thing is that you know it's a Peter Pan film, so it's for kids. Anyway, so we're gonna end as we usually do. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, why you got that syringe there? I want to fly. <laughs> Fucking chase the dragon, motherfuckers. Chase the dragon. So we're going to end, as usual, with a quote from a wisdom from our patron saint, Jaden Smith. I'm so cold. (laughs) Thank you uh, for joining us. And then they rename the town Weedville. I just realized we're filming or recording this on 420. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway.